I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. When someone is not seeing things the same way you see them, you put a negative label on them because that absolves you of the responsibility of figuring out where's the common ground between you and that person, because that's the harder work. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me in this work on your game. Universe that I've built, this podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and in my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on, and those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. Strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me and we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022. And this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full day events. And this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, 
selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full-time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full-time and you know the clock is ticking on you, this next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event. We're on day one. We're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people. I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way. And we're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make you no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets all of that's going to be covered on day two which is application and execution so what i want you to do right now is go to work on your game dot live that's work on your game dot live l-i-v-e Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there. Even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called. Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how being right, or at least angling to be right, endangers your success. Now, we just talked in yesterday's episode about the difference between being right and being accurate because they are not the same thing. So I'm going to make sure that's for you checking yourself. And this one is about how your need to be right, if you are angling on trying to be right, how it actually gets in the way of you achieving the outcome that you want to achieve. So that being right versus being accurate, like we talked about yesterday, 
It's just understanding that accuracy is about hitting the goal. Now, this one is about how trying to be right actually endangers not only the goal, but also maybe could hurt your relationships. It can hurt your situations. It can hurt your status when you're just trying to focus on assuaging your ego. So succeeding versus being right is another way that we can look at this. But if you're in a relationship, I know you've dealt with this. We talked about that yesterday. I recently had sent out a daily motivation text where I said the following. Actually, before I get into it, let me tell you about it, about my daily motivation. It's a text I send out every single day, free of charge, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. Would you like to receive it? All you got to do is text me. Here's my number, 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number every day when I send out the daily motivation. You'll be getting it. So again, that number, 305-384-6894. Now, this text that I recently sent out, here's what I said. Quote, if you feel someone is not listening to you, that is not their problem, it's yours. Your communication sucks. Close quote. Now, I received several responses from people from that daily motivation text where they said something along the lines of, well, maybe the person you're talking to is just ignorant and they're just not trying to listen. Or, no, Dre, sometimes people just want to be difficult. Well, listen, I agree with you. Both of those are true. There are people out there who are ignorant. And they were using ignorant in the derisive way, not the actual definition. The actual definition of ignorant means not to know. But they meant ignorant like some people are just nasty type of people who have negative dispositions. Some people just want to be difficult. Some people just don't want to compromise. Some people just don't want things to go positively. That is 100% true. These people exist. They are out there. And I agree that sometimes you're going to run into these people. But given that I accept that, here's my question to you. What's the goal? Is your goal, even with these people who are texting me back and saying these things, and I ask them all this question, what is your goal here? Is your goal to prove that, hey, maybe my communication is great and these people just don't want to listen to me? I have the right thing to say, but nobody wants to get along and they don't want to compromise and make things work. Is that your goal to prove that you're right and that they're wrong? Is that the goal? Because if that's the goal, then where is that getting you? If your goal is to achieve an outcome, even if you think the person you're talking to is ignorant, rude, dumb, nasty, disrespectful, whatever words you want to use. If your goal is to achieve an outcome, then your job is to figure out what works, not to figure out what makes you right. And this is what we talked about yesterday, that there's a difference between being right and being accurate. See, you could be right. And by saying this other person is not listening to you, but is that going to get your point across? Remember, I was having a conversation with a guy once. Actually, I've had this happen many times and many different people I've had conversations with where me and that person were not seeing eye to eye. They were trying to make a point. And I'm countering their point by saying, well, I'm not seeing it that way. I see it this way. And they make their point. I make my point. And eventually they would get to the point where they say, well, you're not listening or you're not a good listener. I've had people is very funny to me because I've had people say this to me when I'm disagreeing with them. I've never told another person they weren't listening to me because I never feel like somebody's not listening to me. I usually feel like we are not seeing things the same way. We are disagreeing. We are not on the same page. But it's not because you're not listening. You heard exactly what I said and you know exactly where I'm coming from. You just don't agree. And it's okay for people to not agree. I do not like when people say you're not listening just because they're not agreeing. Usually when people say you're not listening, usually it's because they're not agreeing with you. But and this goes right with what I'm saying. These people who responded to my text and said, well, maybe they're ignorant or maybe they're just trying to be difficult or maybe they just don't agree with you. Maybe they're just not seeing things the same way that you're seeing them. Do you accept that? Is that okay with you? Or do you have to put a negative label on somebody just because they don't agree with you? This is what most people do. And this is a this belies a lack of critical thinking is when you have to put a negative label on somebody just because they disagree with you. And it's okay for somebody to disagree. Everybody does not think the same way. 
Everybody doesn't see things the same way. And if your goal is to just be right, then this is what you do. You put a label on another person. Oh, well, they don't listen. They're ignorant. They're negative. They're just trying to be difficult because that makes you right. If me and you are having a conversation, right, and we don't agree on something, and then I just throw my hands up and say, all right, well, I, I quit this conversation because you're just trying to be difficult. Well, what did I just do there? I just proved myself right, right? Because I'm saying everything I said must be correct and accurate and 100% the truth. The only reason you're not accepting it is because you're trying to be difficult. It can't possibly be that you have the right perspective. It can't possibly be that you are more accurate than I am. It can't possibly be that we just have different points of view. It has to be that something, it has to be something negative about you because that makes me correct. Do you see what I'm, you see what I'm saying here? And this is what many people do. And some of you who are listening to me right now, you are 1000% guilty of this. When someone is not seeing things the same way you see them, you put a negative label on them because that absolves you of the responsibility of figuring out where's the common ground between you and that person, because that's the harder work. It's much easier for me to look at somebody who disagrees with me and say, well, they're just an idiot. They're just stupid. They're just negative. They're just dumb. They're just uninformed. They just need to educate themselves instead of saying, you know what? Me and this person both have a certain perspective. They're just different. And that's okay because they're allowed to have their perspective and I'm allowed to have mine. See, many people are incapable of doing that. This is why we have so many immature people out here these days. We have so many people who are not critical thinkers because they're incapable of saying something like they're incapable of just accepting that somebody else who is just as smart as they are, maybe smarter, has a different perspective than they have. Now, the question is not about some people. The question is about you. What are you doing? Let's get into our points. Point number one, topic once again is how being right endangers your success. When you prioritize being right or you start focusing on being right, and again, people do this in very small, subtle ways, like I just explained through my text, it's often at the expense of the bigger goal. Is that what you want? And is it worth it for you? Now, while you may very well be right, and you probably believe that you're right, no matter what I say here today, those of you who have been in these situations, everyone, every one of us has been in a situation where we disagree with another person. But the question is, how did you resolve it? Did you resolved by saying, well, this person, you put a negative label on them so that you could feel better about yourself? Or did you resolve it by saying, you know what, we just see things differently and that's okay. How many of you do that? All right. I would bet probably 2% of you are, 2% of you have ever done that in your lives. The rest of you don't lie. All right. You put a negative label on them so you can feel good about yourself. And listen, other people do it to you too. So I understand why you might do it. It's just a law of reciprocity. You're just giving it back to them, right? Understand something. While you may very well be right, the cleanest way to prove yourself in life it's through the experience of the people that you want to prove something to. So if you and another person are not seeing eye to eye on a perspective, the best way to prove it is not to keep arguing with them. And it's also not to put a negative label on them and give up on them. The best thing to do is to allow them to realize through their own experience of life that what you said was actually accurate. And unfortunately, here's the bad news. I'm getting good news and the bad news. The good news is they will learn things better through experience than they will learn through you telling them. But the bad news is they probably will never come back to you and say, hey, you know, remember that conversation we had three years ago? You were right. I found out now through my own experience. Nobody's ever going to come and tell you that, but they will find out. So you just have to have the maturity to just say, you know what? All right, this person is not going to agree with me in this conversation. And they'll probably never come back and let me know once they find out. You just got to go to sleep and breathe deep and meditate on the fact that they will find out. They'll just have to find out on their own and they will never let you know that they did. This is what it is, folks. Okay. This takes a certain level of maturity, takes a certain level of critical thinking, and takes a certain level of uh, meditative grace that you got to have for other people. You do not prove your point to other people through insulting them. You do not prove your point through arguing, even though you might think you do. And you do not insist that you're right. 
None of those things will prove your point. Now, you can do them, but they don't prove anything. They do not achieve an outcome. The truth in life is demonstrated, not explicated. Explicated means to explain. You do not explain the truth. You demonstrate the truth. And if the goal in whatever you're doing is achieving an actual result, then focus on the goal, not on the side project. Side project is proving that you're right. The goal is the outcome. What's the outcome? Because proving you're right is not an outcome. Right? It's not, it doesn't actually get anything. There's no trophy for proving that you're right unless you're on a debate team. And actually, not even there. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how being right endangers your success. Number two, a good, accurate idea can come from anywhere. All right, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to have the best and most accurate idea in the room. The person supplying the idea, when they give you one, does not have to be smarter than you, older than you. They don't have to have more credibility than you. They don't have to have a longer resume than you for you to listen to what they have to offer. They don't have to be making more money than you. None of those things. A good idea can come from anybody. And the reason why this matters is because when you're focused on proving your rightness, you might look at another person who doesn't have your credibility or resume or your money or your status and say, well, I'm not going to listen to anything that you say because you don't have the status that I have. But the point is, if they have a good point, they don't need to have the status you have because having a good point is not a status game. Having a good point is just a good point game because what's the goal? The goal is achieving an outcome. So if the guy working in the mailroom has a good point that could help the CEO, then the CEO shouldn't look at him and say, well, I'm not listening to anything you say because you work in the mailroom. The CEO should say, well, let me look at the point, not the person. Let me look at the point because if the point is good, it doesn't matter who the person is. And the CEO should say, well, look, the male guy has a better idea than my COO, then I'm taking the idea from the male guy. Doesn't mean I'm going to elevate the male guy to COO and the COO send him down to the mailroom, but I'm going to take this idea because a good point is a good point. doesn't matter who supplied it. Do you understand? Now, usually, hopefully, the person with the status has the best points and the best ideas, and hopefully that's the reason why they have the status. It's not always the case, especially in corporate, but you get the point that I'm making here. Do you not? It doesn't mean that the person with more status is always going to be right. It doesn't mean the person with lower status is always right, but it also doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. My first ever product that I ever created came from a random YouTube commentator, a person who didn't even have a picture in their avatar. Who knows who that was? It was probably some 14-year-old kid living in his parents' house with no business experience whatsoever, but they had a good idea. I took the idea and I ran with it and I made a business out of it. I don't care where the idea came from. A good idea is a good idea, folks. doesn't matter who gave it to you. Somebody who doesn't play your game, they're not in your industry, they don't play your sport, they might give you a better insight into what you're doing than somebody who's been doing it for 20 years. Why? Because the person from the outside looking in is looking at things with fresh eyes, whereas the person on the inside might be more focused on getting you to be more like them instead of giving you an insight that would actually help you. Think about that one. When I was playing basketball, one thing that I always liked to do, whatever, if I was dating a girl at the time, I would bring her to one of my games and I would ask her after the game. And I never dated a girl who was actually a basketball player. So every girl I ever dated was not a basketball enthusiast. So they were no experts on basketball. So I would always ask them, you know, what they think of the game? What do they think of my performance? What do they think of how I played? Or what do they think of my teammates? And I would always ask them, knowing that they were complete novices in giving basketball analysis. They probably had never been asked that question before. I would ask them why? Because even though they did not know basketball, they can see. All right, they have eyes. Right? They know the goal of the game is for the ball to go in the basket, right? So I would ask them, what do you think of my game? What do you think of my performance? What do you think I was doing? If I wasn't doing anything, they could tell me. It was like, well, you didn't really have an impact on the game. But they could say, well, I could tell you're probably the best player on the court, even though I don't really quite understand the game. I could see that you were one of the better players. I wanted to ask a person who had fresh eyes because a good idea can come from anywhere. They might see something that I wasn't seeing. Same way that YouTube commentator did. Now, had I focused on being right, 
saying, all right, this YouTube commentary is just some dumb kid. Who cares what they have to say? Over results, which is, hey, here's a business idea that can make me money. Who knows what would have happened after that? And this is what many people do to themselves. They shoot themselves in the foot because you're so focused on your status game of, well, I don't need to listen to somebody because I have more status than them, or I don't have to listen to them because of who they are, where they're from, or something you're trying to hold against them. And you miss the point. You need to be looking at the point and not at the person. And when you're focused on being right, you kill your own success because you're not listening to where the great idea might come from. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how focusing on being right endangers your success. Number three, when your focus is on how right you are, that means you are prioritizing your ego. And it's actually good at points in life to prioritize your ego, but this is not one of them. Prioritizing your ego is good if you have a job or business that pays you money for having an ego. All right. I don't know how many of you have a is a professional ego holder. I don't know if that's a, an actual job role, but if that's your job, then it's fine for you to prioritize your ego. The last time I checked, though, most of your work, most of the work that you do where you get paid for producing is something that produces you get paid for producing results, results that help other people. See, I also sent out a text maybe a couple of weeks ago where I said, you help other people get what they want. You get everything you want. That's a paraphrasing the late Zig Ziglar. And I had several people text me back and say, well, Dre, I'm not sure about that. And these are people who, again, they're prioritizing their ego or maybe looking at their experiences and said, well, I've helped people out and I've been burned. Well, let's think about it. How do you make money? What about the times when things worked out for you? How'd you make that money? Is there anyone listening to this right now who has ever made money through only doing things for yourself? I'm leaving this pause in there because I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I want you to name one time in your life you have ever made money through only doing things for yourself. Here's the truth, folks. It's never happened. You can't make money by only doing things for yourself unless the only way you can make money by doing things for yourself is if you're a counterfeiter, meaning you literally printed money and now you got money because you did that for yourself. Other than that, the only other way you can get money is through creating some form of exchange, right? Every time you made money, somebody had to give you the money. Somebody had to pay you the money, right? Is this true or is this not true? Any of you ever made money and you didn't get paid money by someone? Someone had to give you that money. So every dollar you've ever made had to come from another person, right? Whether that other person was a government, whether it was a company, whether it was a person, that money had to come from somewhere. You didn't just create it out of thin air, again, unless you're a counterfeiter or you work for the, the U.S. Mint. Uh, those are the only two exceptions. Everybody else, every time you made a dollar, it came from another person. Now, why would another person be willing to give you a dollar? This is not a rhetorical question. Why would any other person be willing to give you one dollar? The reason another person is willing to give you money is because you did something for them. So every time you've made money in your life, it was because you did something for another person. Whether it was your presence, whether it was your time, your energy, your information, your insights. You brought them happiness, whatever it was. You gave them a product or a service or you gave them a loaf of bread. They gave you three dollars, whatever it is. You did something for that person for which they were willing to exchange a certain amount of money. You have never made money without doing something for another person first. So even these people who text me back and say, well, Dre, I'm not sure of that because there have been times I did things for other people and I got burnt. Well, what about all the times you made money? How'd you get it? You did something for another person. So this is the thing. This is what I mean. A lot of times people prioritize their ego and don't even realize that they're doing it when they say things like that. Well, I've been burned sometimes giving things to other people, but 
how much money have you made? You add up all the money you've made in your entire career. I'm talking from when your first dollar through now, how much money have you made total in your entire career? It's probably at least in the six figures if you're young. And if you're older, it's in the seven figures and up in your entire life. All the revenue you've ever made, not one of those dollars came from only focusing on yourself. Every single one of them came from you doing something for another person for which they were willing to make an exchange with you. So even if you did get burned a few times, and I don't think there's anyone listening to this who's never been burned, you did something for somebody else and you didn't get what you want. All of us have been through it. Weigh that against all the money that you've made and how you did something for somebody else in order to make it. I think scales are way heavier on one side than the other. If I got that wrong, you can let me know. And this is what happens when people prioritize their ego. They only think about the times when things didn't work, but they ignore all the times, the thousand times more times when things did go the way they, they were expected to go. When you focus on being right, your number one priority is your ego. Every time you made money, it's because you did something for somebody else. Ego does matter. And it's a good thing. It's our sense of self. And ego is the thing that allows us to understand what makes us different from everybody else who's out there. I talked about ego in episode number 1523, how to check your ego at the door. In episode 1353, prioritize your success over ego. In episode Number 951, how to earn your ego. In episode 632, when do you need your ego? The answer is all the time. Episode 286, how to have your ego out of control. Episode number 271, leaders cannot have fragile egos. So listen, I'm all for the concept of ego or I'm with it. But at the same time, you got to know when to put it away. All right. Ego is a tool to be used when necessary and to be put away when necessary. And some of you don't know when to put it away. And many of you are doing this unconsciously. Like these people who responded to my text with these responses that show that they're just thinking about themselves and their own ego don't even realize that they're doing it. This is a lack of critical thinking. The good thing about when you don't have the critical thinking skills that you can develop it. That's the good news. I talked about critical thinking in episodes 1826 and 1827. 1826, 1827, how to be a critical thinker and habits of critical thinkers. If you have not listened to those, you need to go listen. Those are very important episodes. That sense of ego is not what produces success always. In sports, for example, you could be on a team, a basketball team. You might take fewer shots in the game than you want to take, but it helps the team win because you sacrificed. In a relationship, at some points, you might take a back seat in a certain situation to maintain the peace and the order in the relationship. At work, for example, sometimes you might need to shut up based on your rank and status, based on who you're talking to. Sometimes it makes sense to not argue and push the envelope on something because it will maintain the peace and harmony in the business partnership and y'all can get things done and serve your customers and make more money. Sometimes it is better to just not be right. Sometimes it's better to just swallow your pride and enjoy the success that comes with it. You don't always have to serve your ego and you shouldn't always have your ego out front. So many people go through life with their ego out front so often, again, to the point that they're blinded, they don't even realize that they're doing it. And don't even realize how much they're sabotaging themselves. But if you listen carefully to what I said here today, you'll understand it and maybe hold a mirror up to yourself. Let's recap today's class, which is how being right endangers your success. Point number one, when you prioritize being right. It's often at the expense of the bigger goal. If that's what you want, then fine. But most of the time, that is not what you want. Remember that the truth is demonstrated, not explicated. All right. If you want someone to see the truth, let them learn it for themselves and accept the fact that they will probably never tell you that they figured it out and that you were right all along. Point number two, a good accurate idea can come from anywhere, but if you are playing a status game and only focusing on 
listening to people because they are better than you, older than you, further along than you, got more of whatever than you, then you're going to miss a whole lot of great insights that you could get from other places. Sometimes the best insights you can get come from people who have never done anything in your space because they're looking at it with fresh eyes as opposed to people who have been around for a long time who are probably going to try to shape and mold you towards more what they prefer and what they do rather than what could actually work for you. Point number three, when you focus on being right, your ego is the number one priority. And while ego is a good thing, the problem with putting ego first is that the only way you can earn money, and that's something that I think everybody wants, is that is by serving other people. You've never made a dollar by serving yourself unless you're a counterfeiter or you work at the mint. Every other dollar you've ever made in your life is because you serve someone else in some way, shape, or form to the point at which they were willing to make an exchange with you for the service that you gave to them. Think about it. In sports, in relationships, in business, sometimes it's better to put your ego in the back seat to maintain harmony, to get things done, and to move closer to the goal. Remember like we talked about yesterday, accurate versus being right. What is accurate hits the target. Sometimes putting your ego to the back, it puts everyone in a better space for the team, the group, for you to hit the target. It is not always about putting your ego number one. This is what smart people are able to do. This is what critical thinkers are capable of, and they are conscious about it. Not something that you just randomly do, but you are consciously doing this. Listen to those episodes on critical thinking and get your mind right. All this said, two things for you to do right now. Number one, send me a text at 305-384-6894 so you get my daily motivation every single day. Number two, go to workingyourgameuniversity.com so you can start working with me directly in my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's my group program. And my third day mastermind is my one-on-one coaching program. There's a link to the one-on-one at the top. You can fill out an application for that. Bulletproof Mastermind right there on that page. We'll tell you all about it. And you can join it by clicking on the links right there on that page. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.